good evening everyone this is abhivardhan from industhink and uh, this is kind of a short episode for industhink this time the 18th episode of season 1 this is abhivardhan and i would like to introduce some very interesting speakers uh, we have makindu back from the last episode we had with akshay shivaji uh, opin bake and so on and we have pink chohan from rashtriya school of public leadership who also pursuing his phd in jawaharlal national university sorry not national jawaharlal nehru university new delhi so um uh tonight we are going to discuss something really interesting which is more about the next level of indexing but in one field so in the last talk that we had uh um i have i had told even in the episode i had with ameya uh, wakibs and all of those that uh, an intent uh, to discuss index salience becomes important because of the simple problem that there is a whole lot, whole lot of mediocrity despite the fact that Uh, many people are interested in registering indian cultural ambitions indian artistic ambitions indian literary ambitions but um they either go to ad hoc or they don't understand what the whole context would be in which they can contribute and there are always questions that come in those regards so in this discussion my intent is to go ahead and confront those problems so uh we will take arts we will take anything related to literature of indic and even western and other sorts if necessary and we'll uh, we'll try to uh, discuss uh, in this issue in this podcast episode that how the youth of india can contribute to it are there any visible examples so we'll try to show you some graphic presentations as well in this uh, uh, short span so without any further delay uh let me start with priyank and then mac hindu can uh, f- give a follow up uh so uh priyank when uh, you are a culture enthusiast you are an art enthusiast to some extent i would say you are a literature enthusiast as well i think uh, you recently worked on poetry and international relations also you presented a paper on the same in a particular conference so congratulations for that Thank um uh, i would like to know from you that there's a sense of culture and artistic finesse which uh, uh which every every civilization tries to develop it's not that it's just something which asians only do everybody does their own they have their own finesse they have their own taste they have their own versions i would say they have their own ways of doing things so this question always comes in that okay fine there is a sense that cultural revival is necessary but evolution is also a part of it evolution cannot be denied so as we are scaling from uh, uh, revival to evolution how should we see upgrading those tastes how can we do that there cannot be one size fits all approach so if you can try to give you know a picture of that to the viewers so it will be very helpful for them thank you abhivardhan ji that's a wonderful question so to give a picture of that i would like to start from the very beginning so when we talk about art or culture or aesthetics anything related to art uh so what we need to understand it understand is that it is primarily about enjoyment and what is the key to enjoyment why do we enjoy some things and not other things why are some things enjoyable so in indian theory indian aesthetic theory the key to enjoyment is ras and that uh utpatti and nishpatti of that ras that is the key to why some things are we enjoy and some things we do not 
so when we are uh, perusing a work of literature or looking at a work of art only the finest and the most excellent of those things induce some rasa rasa in us and that is why we find them very interesting and we want to look at them and we want to read more of that author so it is about rasa now when we talk about rasa then in indian theory there are two other words connected to rasa those words are rasik and rasvant so only those works of art that can create ras only they can be called rasvant that they are full of ras and when we speak about rasik rasik is the property of not of a work of art but of an individual who can determine what good art is what a, what bad art is so even at this point of time when we speak at the level of rasik we are already saying that not all determination of not all judgment not all aesthetic judgment is the same some people have better judgment of taste than other people so this is something we will need to keep in mind because already uh, if this judgment is not there and if this calibration of judgment is not there then we will just have mediocre works of art art all around us there will be no taste uh, so this might be a bit <laughs> contrary but uh, so there is no democracy in taste taste is always uh, hierarchical and that is because some people invest their time and their uh, mental faculties and their indriyas uh, they properly train their indriyas to get that uh, level of uh, judgment of taste so when we talk about uh, evolution evolution of taste then this cannot be a free flow it cannot be a chaotic process it needs to be a very determined process in which people who have a very good sensibility of art uh, they will need to take a key part obviously uh, it is a two fold process first of all the, there is the process of creation and then there is the process of judgment of all the things that have been created what is good what is not so good and what is really trash all of these things need to be judged so through this didactic process between the uh, creator and the great critic uh, only through these this process involving these two tendencies only through these tendencies we can have this unfolding of, or evolution of the aesthetic process great uh, i think um Mac Hindu would like to add something, so please go ahead. So, uh, as uh, Priyank sir has already uh, clarified, what rust is. Now, I'll uh, make a little bit more of a detailed uh, uh, exploration into this uh, thing. Let's go down the rabbit hole of rust now. So, uh, rust rises when uh, the sthai bhav is. Uh, made uh, pleasurable through uh, anubhav vibhav uh, sanchari bhav and uh, satvik bhav it uh, takes a lot to produce this ras so to speak and uh, so it is that uh, all the ras that we experience it is uh, always a uh, function of these uh, things so uh, as such anubhav is the, the, what results uh, what is the result of uh, such things happening uh, so uh, first vibhav causes you to develop some feelings then uh, that feeling 
when it comes uh, 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 when it manifests uh, externally that is what is called anubhav then there are uh, the sanchari bhav which is uh, just uh, states which are like waves in the ocean so to speak that they come and they go they submerge they rise these are called uh, the sanchari bhav then there's the sattvic bhav which results when you're deep into uh, feeling that comes by itself it's involuntary and then there's the thai bhav of uh, every ras which is uh, it's very uh, uh, root of the ras now anyway ras is uh, manifested by the play of all these factors and uh, what i would say is this that uh, whenever we produce art we have to remember that it should always be uh, a balance of form and of ras ras cannot overpower form and form can never overpower ras either so when you see modern works of art they do not evoke ras or if they do then that ras is always overpowered by their form or if uh, we may have something which uh, evokes uh, ras it ends up uh, uh, being too too powerful that form is lost so in the art discourse we can already see that there's a lot of rodra going on around us we can see it on twitter everywhere it's like mm-hmm. red everywhere red and black too uh, the bhayanak both of them are going together it's just causing so much consternation my timeline's full of so many such rantings and uh, i have not even followed so many but there uh, seeing news of this it's very obvious that ras is overpowering the form itself and uh, so but even in modern uh, in the modern world you can see our uh, new constructions or new buildings they do not evoke the ras you do not feel like you're living in a really really good place at times it just feels like you're living in a uh, shit hole like some people say that it just doesn't have anything good to evoke in you and then we see uh, around twitter so many accounts sharing photos of streets of buildings and those buildings definitely do uh, evoke some ras and uh, this ras is of course shringaras and as we know shringaras is always evoked by uh, seeing beautiful things uh, beautiful uh, food and uh, beautiful buildings works of art beautiful women and the like so as we can see it uh, in our uh, world we have too much of uh, rodra and bhayanak manifesting in twitter and otherwise outside too but too less of shringar so in this way you can see why the uh, state of aesthetics is pathetic so to say here it is because somewhere down the line the ras that has to be evoked here is just not being evoked in the right form you have to evoke rodra and bhayanak in some of your foes those who really do not have your best interests in mind those who want to conquer you and you have to evoke shringar on the inside to never feel uh, uh, you know conquered by the negative feelings there so in this way uh, you have to remember that ras is not just in art but it can also manifest in the real life too and we must remember to uh, balance out our ras wherever we have it we cannot let one ras overpower us as in art and we cannot let ourselves overpower ras either so we must maintain the balance that will be all for now i will let uh, priyank and uh, you speak now great so
So, um, Priyank, would you like to add something to what uh, Mac Hindu referred? Yeah. Yeah, I would just like to add that uh, definitely, if you have this vocabulary of Rust, etc., then you will find that everywhere you are looking, that you can use this uh, because uh, enjoyment, aesthetic enjoyment, it is not about just a work of art. It's literally everywhere. There are moments of enjoyment in every single day. So people who are around me, they are very used to hearing things like So these things, if uh, you really, you don't really need to go deep into it. If you just cultivate the vocabulary, then even at that level, uh, you will really start at looking, start looking at things in this way uh, from the points of, uh, from the perspective of a bit of aesthetic theory. So I must say that you have made the ground. So to add on that, I think the role of Russ is important. And um, Mackendu rightly pointed out the problem of rather Russ. <laughs> it's not a problem. It's something which is expressed. Um, we see many, 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 many versions of rather Russ in their own way, which is the outrage economy to say. So to uh, mention on that, uh, uh, which uh, the point which I wish to add here is that I think there is a sense of privity, which is to be understood when artistic and cultural, uh, you know, ensembles are taken into consideration. So, for example, if I, if I, for example, like, let me give an example. So, if, for example, uh, somebody writes a poem and somebody is interested in a form of art, then the one important thing, uh, which is important, is that you can write poem on anything. You can write it on the, the usual taboo of social issues, or you can write it on anything which is like in a sondaria form, which is to say uh, you are describing the nature, or you are describing the brutality of a place. Or you are you are doing something else. You are you are describing things, and uh, based on the form of description, you are coming up with poems in many ways. Now that form of expression, uh, again, I'm not getting on the question of free speech at all, but fine, it's a form of expression. Now, there can be a case that uh, it might be good or ple you know, pleasant for somebody who does it. But uh, for others, it might not be the case. Because, of course, there are different tastes of acceptance and rejection and consideration at the end of the day. So, um, I think uh, one problem which happens is we... Uh, my judgment is only based on what happens on Twitter right now. But I think because of social media, we uh, don't realize that there's something called privity. And often uh, we stop diversifying our thoughts into what is actually democratized. Sometimes people, and as Priyank rightly pointed out, uh, there is no democracy in something called tastes. You can't have that. And you can't have that because of the simple reason that if you try to express something, it is something which is at the end of the day your own your own manifestations, your own archetypes, how you think about everything. Now, it can, there can be an individual-centric approach. There can be a collective approach. It can be a mix of it. It's not a, a very ideal combination. It's, it's more like what, uh, what somebody said, a complex adaptive system also, because uh, many musical tracks, many things like them resemble the same. So... Now, uh, let's get on the Indian youth. And maybe we can uh, talk about some relevant examples of art 
and maybe we can expand the discussion further so how should the indian youth uh, contribute to aesthetic pragmatic realms when it comes to uh, advancing their own interest in indian culture because uh, what happens is that uh, there's a lack of aesthetic understanding also the uh, aesthetic understanding is usually uh, mixed up with practical understanding and that's what causes a lot of issues so considering that uh, uh, what do what what both of you think of the same and how the youth can go ahead with it so i think let's start with makindu and then priyank can add up so makindu you can go ahead hmm so as is said art is not really uh, uh, an objective discipline really it's not a science it's called art because it's not bound very strictly but even then it's not that uh, you have no standards in art you have to have something uh, called a standard to have beauty in it like in photography you have guidelines uh, for the composition of a photograph you can't uh, just uh, click photographs ad hoc and think yeah i clicked a good one no you have to stick to the guidelines but you can also break the guidelines but to break the guidelines themselves you have to have the skill to break it properly and to make sure that this photograph which is unorthodox turns out to look good in the same way if you look at the natya shastra it says that an ideal uh, play should have 64 limbs of segments and these 64 limbs are the parts of five segments of the plot which is uh, opening progression development pause and conclusion and also it has said uh, in the commentaries that you do not have to use all 64 limbs that you have you can use one limb more than once and some limbs may be absent and one limb may occur more than once in any uh, segment one limb can occur in more than one segment so it's not that you have to stick to Uh, what is uh, ideal that the ideal is nice but even without the ideal you can produce great works now this is where it will get tricky all the time because we can see in postmodern art sometimes you just stick a banana on a wall and it is uh, costing a uh, 100000 dollars such ridiculous prices that's not art that is going to an extreme here and then on the other extreme you confine yourself to a small subset and you don't really go beyond it it starts to get boring at that point now you can see that uh, leonardo da vinci and all these artists in the renaissance they were very different here uh, if you can see it uh, the statue of uh, david if you have seen it in florence everyone knows it it's uh, nude and uh, the thing is that nudes in fact uh, idolatry is not really uh, something that is practiced in uh, the jewish religion so this uh, whole greco roman way of showing it it would be considered blasphemous in a puritan state but but it's uh, not really uh, blasphemous in, anymore it might not have been even in those times they were a very different time the renaissance it was uh, a time when people were breaking from the old modes very much we have uh, enough examples in history no need to go into them anymore so with the youth it would be this that they would have to take risks in this as i have said in the previous episode you have to be bold here you cannot go scandalous or just lose all sense of uh, things you have to break out of your shells uh, so to speak and do something more than you are capable of get into your potential we all have desires as such in our lives unrequited desires and things it ties into shringara's calm 
everything like it. So you would have to break through your uh, shells, go out, uh, reach out for your desires. You will, if you want it hard enough, you will uh, gain the skills too, because necessity leads men to develop skills too, because you have to do something for necessity. It's very well understood in the world. Machiavelli himself has said it so that people do actions out of necessity first, but then it becomes a greed. So first necessity is important before you get anywhere in this. You have no necessity here being developed. Is there anything that is being necessitating them to go into the art? In fact, I would say that the necessity already exists there. They are just not recognizing it and they are not grabbing it here. They have to grab that thing because if they grab it, they can do it. We know that uh, such cringe works are being produced in uh, our film industries at times. It's not that there are no beautiful works, but a lot of work that is in the mainstream that you see on the daily basis is cringe. And uh, if you uh, are to see a beautiful work, it would come once in a blue moon. It uh, is rare to find a good work. That's why they are good, of course, but we should have more good works so that more people start to have a better sense that it influences them. It goes in a top-down manner too, as much as it goes bottom-up. And uh, with this, I would uh, conclude my remarks. Now Priyank sir, can speak, and so can you. Sure, I think uh, Priyank, Priyank can uh, give his views. So yeah, yes, Priyank. So Abhivardhanji, your question was about uh, how Indian youth can uh, empower itself to contribute to the advance in the aesthetic, pragmatic realm of Indian creativity. That's a mouthful of a question. Uh, so actually, uh, I can't really be that judgmental or preachy about this question before even beginning to talk about it. I think first we need to understand the uh, metrics of uh, art consumption in India. So for a long time now, uh, Indians were used to consuming Indian products, Indian cultural products. But in the last uh, 20 years or so, but especially in the last three years due to very radical globalization of this field. So now Indians, especially the Indian, the younger Indians, they are now used to uh, consuming the foreign works of art, not exactly art even, even uh, movies, TV series, songs, all of this, uh, a lot of foreign content has come in. And I think this is a really great thing because uh, now people can get a comparative sense of what is developed outside and what is developed inside. And there is a globalization of taste because a lot of really good work in uh, media and culture that actually happens outside India. Even on subjects that are related to India, a lot of good work happens outside India. So first of all, there is this need to understand that what exactly is the landscape of cultural creation in India. And I'm a bit optimistic about it uh, for the same reason that now that we have this comparative sense of what is happening outside. So we, I think the kind of Indian sensibility will emerge out of this, that uh, if other people are doing this kind of a thing, then we have so much, uh, so much raw potential, raw content to create so uh, such radical, radically new and novel works of art even here. So I think that is something we will see happening if uh, 
the younger generation especially takes a very proactive role to art a creative role in this process actually uh, what indian aesthetics itself can contribute it can contribute in many ways first of all you can you get a very very novel and very really sublime vision of looking at uh, not just aesthetic judgment but also aesthetic creation what art really is what it should do uh, and uh, how it should elevate so that vision can come from indian aesthetics apart from that uh, the method of it how to create a new work of art all of this a lot of work has happened on it uh, a lot of work has happened on it in classical uh, forms like classical dance classical music but by some degree of innovation a lot of that can also be applied to modern uh, works of art so at one level a lot of contribution can come in this synthesis of indian aesthetic theory and uh, modern uh, art and cultural production this is one very uh, this can be a very productive area of work another area of work can be just for the viewer uh, because when we speak of a culture production for the creator it's also about the market so uh, if on the market level we have this advance in uh, taste as we spoke about in the first question if our taste becomes advanced if we become uh, receptive to a kind of indian sensibility if we start demand demanding that from the creators then i think that would give rise to a very good uh, kind of a dialogue between producers and consumers so indian young actually can uh, contribute to this kind of emergence in many forms it can take the form of academic work in the way that i spoke about some kind of theoretical innovation theoretical synthesis the second is actually just the creative engagement just take risks as uh, machiavellian hindu said uh, just take risks create stuff and then subject it to the market uh, all of these processes all of these processes are uh, the indian young generations can contribute to great so um let me show an example uh which uh, i think makhindu wishes to recommend so makhindu should we do it okay so uh, uh go, go okay. yeah was <laughs> yeah okay so i am so i think i i'll show you an aesthetic example and uh, uh, makhindu will explain what he tries to, what he wishes to do so <clears throat> so let's do it um just one minute so i think uh this is what i have right now so here we go so yes for you makhindu here we go i'm just sharing the screen hmm. yes is it visible loading yeah yeah i can see Go that ahead. you wish yeah hmm i guess uh, you wish to uh, show some examples so if you wish to elaborate you can go ahead yeah ha uh, yeah so uh, if you can see this that uh, portrait yeah it follows the rule of thirds in that this you can see it that uh, her face is actually in the center so it brings a lot of attention to the center here 
uh, to the face in this photo. That's uh, one technical part I've learned from practicing photography. Now on uh, her hair, now for the moderns, it would look a little bit uh, out of place. If you can see her forehead, uh, it's a very, very scant hair. But uh, in those times, it had a different uh, meaning. It would have looked good. Or maybe the uh, artist himself wanted to uh, make it this way, that he found it uh, to be tasteful. Otherwise, her hair is actually well uh, done, if I will say so. And there's a subtlety here. You don't see too much of uh, a heavy decoration on her uh, person here. Just uh, a set of earrings and a necklace. And that itself uh, draws so much attention on her face here. Uh, because if you were to uh, heavily decorate her, it would take away attention from her face. You would have too many elements vying for attention in that uh, photograph then. And uh, otherwise, if I have to say about her uh, face, her nose itself is uh, wonderful. Well, uh, it may look a little bit crooked on the tip, but that adds to its beauty in a, a way, in a very quirky manner. Her eyes, her eyes uh, are something that I cannot uh, quite make out from this place, but then that's because it's a portrait. And, uh, but even still, in her eyes, I can see there is a gentleness. Her eyebrows, very well done. I can see the proportion is so good. And uh, her lips, not that fat, not so thin, but they look very, very uh, plain and yet charming. And that should be all for this port portrait that I have to describe. Cannot put it into poetic words. And <laughs> yeah. So Go this ahead. is what is the portrait of it's Nina on the land clause and uh, yeah. thank you. So uh, the person very rightly says much more genius is needed to make love than to command armies. Hmm. So let me come up with uh, what Priyank wants to, wants to show. So uh, uh, just one minute, Priyank, I'm just opening the link you've shared with me. Thank you so much. Um, Uh, yeah, just give me one minute, Priyank. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no problem. Actually, what I wanted to show is ki this is the video uh, of a really famous song, modern song, Mera Bhola Hai Bhandari by this, uh, uh, by Hans Raj Raghuvanshi. So, what I wanted to show through this video is ki, uh, since our question was about young people, so we can already see a lot of creative engagement uh, in works like this. What needs to happen and what can easily be done is that a method can be created. How to create more works like this? Because this is an absolutely fabulous song. It's really famous in North India and you can hear it everywhere. What you can see here is that it is kind of a bhajan with a modern vibe. So uh, the tradition that we speak about, it, it has been extended here. Uh, something new has been done. And this new work, it can now be taken back into theory and we can create a method of how to do it again and again and in more innovative, creative ways. So that is something that can be done. 
Sure. Uh, so may I play it, play some portion of it for you, like yeah, for yeah, the sake yeah. of convenience? Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm just playing. Yeah. So uh, I think uh, much can be shown, and I'll give one example since um, uh, we are discussing aesthetics. So uh, Priyank might recall, and I can can relate to it. So uh, there's a video by a set of artists, and uh, they're known as Daka Braka. And Daka Braka, Onuka, these are like big artists in Ukraine. And uh, they collaborated together for a very interesting song, which I would like to feature. So just some uh, uh, portion of it. Okay, so let me get back. Uh, I'll give a brief of... I think, Priyank, you must have watched this video, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, an interesting part of this video is that it's a depiction of natural realities. Uh, they show some um, wheels and all of those kind of things. Uh, I think it's like a turbine, maybe. I don't know. So, uh, an interesting part of this depiction is that... It seems like a very literary description of things. It's, it seems like a poem. In this, it's, it seems like it's trying to express that uh, holistic connection with nature. And it's establishing that uh, adaptivity itself. And this is something which is beautiful. In fact, uh, I would say a shout out, a shout out to Hans Raghwanshi also. He uh, sung it so beautifully. I loved it. That's why I was just listening it throughout. But uh, yeah, uh, Makindu, what do you think of the video I shared? And of course, the one which uh, uh, Priyank suggested. What are your thoughts? The aesthetics in uh, Priyank's uh, video was beautiful. Very beautifully done. Uh, they had a very much uh, learned cinematography well, those who had uh, planned the shots. And uh, about the song too, it was uh, quite pleasing. 
I uh, cannot say more about the song, but uh, at least about the video, I have a lot of uh, praise. And about yours, uh, I can say that the song is uh, pleasing too, in a uh, much greater degree since I'm a, a bit more used to those. And the video itself was also uh, good, but as we can see, there's a bit of difference there. Uh, Priyanka's video was more focused on landscape, yours was more focused on the people themselves uh, more so and their acts. But uh, there's aesthetic in uh, both of them. Yeah, we can see it. Both of them in their own way are beautiful, but because they've been done well, and as I had made the point, they both, even though different, are beautiful. So that's one way of seeing what it is. Beauty is just intuitive. It's in the eye of the beholder. And uh, yeah, they've produced really nice works, all these artists out here. I wish more of good stuff is produced. <laughs> so one really interesting thing about sure, sure, videos, quite, quite. Yeah, so one really interesting thing about videos and why I like them is uh, videos combine audio and uh, obviously visual element. So in that sense, they are like uh, a synthesis of two different kinds of aesthetic cultures because music itself has been a uh, culture, musical culture has itself been a site of so much creativity throughout the ages all over the world. And then you have this visual element. Visual element is completely different and uh, also creative in a very different sort of way. And in video, you combine them both. So this is like a completely radically new possibility for uh, creative endeavors. And so many people are using these videos and the both these components uh, audio and the visual component uh, simultaneously really useful in a really uh, creative way. And that is what I find interesting in videos like that of uh, Raghunshi's. So there you don't only have the, the bhajan aspect of it that he, is, uh, he has kind of uh, uh, brought in new images for Shiv Sankarji, but he is also showing at the same time that whole landscape of Himalayas and he's recreating a kind of visual poetry for that same, uh, for his lyrics that he has created. And obviously he is himself there. So when a person watches that kind of a video, he can reconnect to it on a completely different level because on the level of a person, on the level of art, image, everything. So that is why I find video to be the really promising medium for any kind of new innovation, uh, new kind of thinking or of that. Indeed. So I am also going to show one more thing and then we are going to the next part of this discussion where I will also ask a question. Uh, there was a very uh, interesting track and I love this track, which is uh, Shum, that uh, song by Goe. And I invited Goe, that Ukrainian band, for episode 13 as an interview for Indus Think. Uh, so there's a comparison of Shum, which is an alternative rock a version of the original Shum, which is a folk song, traditional folk song in Ukraine, a Slavic country, Slavic tradition, of course, pagan. And uh, this interesting confluence is that if you see the comparison, you'll find it that how, how that transformation of that very, uh, the, the very song which actually brings people together in a sense, it gives that uh, group enthusiasm the difference between them is something which is worth striking. So let me show that and then I'll go to the next and it will not be too much long. So just one minute. 
нашого So I think it's a little bit long, but uh, the message that I tried to give was that uh, if you see the aesthetic transformation here, it's very apparent, right? Uh, the, the the folk song, of course, has have this group mentality, and it is a different thing. But when it goes to the alternative rock version, it just goes to the next level in its own way. Uh, so I think before we go ahead, just uh, in short and quick, let's start with Priyank and then Makindu. What do you think of this uh, transformation of the same folk song? I personally really loved it. I think it's about Corona, is it? Uh, no, it's uh, you think it's for COVID? No. Uh, so uh, uh, they made it like a COVID thing because collective responsibility, you know, being uh, being and all of that and uh, how doctors and do. I think they did it. But uh, it's actually about the celebration of spring, the season of spring. Okay. okay. So, yeah. And obviously, your folk song is obviously about spring. Folk song cannot be about COVID. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to know why they were, they were dressed up like that. Yeah, so I think that's a really interesting thing they did. Back Hindu, yeah. Hmm. I'm reminded of uh, the Yevan Polka, if you have known that meme of the cat vibing to that uh, drummer, that Turkish drummer, if you know that meme which was popular in the, last year at this time. <laughs> If you know it, if you know this one, then uh, you've seen it's a folk song actually. And then uh, it was uh, 20 years ago made into a much more uh, Euro style song. If you can uh, find it on YouTube, it has been made into that. They've performed that as well. They've performed it recently too, after this became a really, really popular meme on the internet. That, that same band which had performed this song. And so you have seen that uh, it has maintained its uh, form in a, a club uh, club song kind of a form as well as in an a cappella form. And uh, in the same way, I can relate to what you have shown, uh, these two forms of it, if you know. Yeah, yeah, bring it up. <laughs> this mm -hmm. one, yeah. <laughs> I think people can relate with it. So yeah, you can continue. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in the same way, what you've shown, it is the same thing. And we have also seen the samples of it in uh, uh, Bollywood as well. I cannot uh, judge on their beauty uh, at this point because I have to be uh, diplomatic here. <laughs> and uh, we can share it in private, what we think of it. So if you've seen uh, uh, Balam Pichkari, uh, that song, 
in the beginning of it they show uh, they sing a very uh, folk version of it and then it goes into the modern version so in the same way i can see uh, with two examples that this is a familiar one where you've uh, made a folk into a much more modern form so it has uh, implications for us that what we were blessed with what has been our inheritance it can be transformed into something great we have seen uh, it happen with the royals to they've transformed their properties into uh, things which have attracted foreigners and uh, otherwise the masses too and yeah that will be all yeah i think uh, there are many wedding songs also in up bihar and all of those places and uh, the uh, uh, the indian cinema comes up with its own ad- adaptations which is very interesting to see so let's come on the question of uh, shringar ras and uh, uh, since you've shown these relevant examples one thing which uh, i commonly see as a problem is that uh, uh, it is usually assumed that there is no market and it is assumed because okay uh, there is something called profitability and there is something called connecting with people and audience and all of that but uh, that already is not true because multilingual audiences existed in india it is just because of i mean people will say geo but i'll say democratization of internet and other reasons uh, it increased of course since 2016 because of course telecom users increased in india and telecom became very very cheap in india and geo set the standard and then other companies did it uh, people got a lot of accessibility to various kind of artistic literary and other works in fact open mic became popular uh, uh, rap songs uh, which were made by malwadi artists i remember on maharana pratap there was one and even on the uh, devi kali uh, there are many songs on shakta parampara even adaptations of the tandav stotra by uh, of Lord, uh, uh, by by ravan <laughs> and even others so so we see that uh, language is not a barrier region is not a barrier there are people who actually can come up with i remember one artist who is an odc dancer rukmini vijaykumar she did a video for indica pictures i think so and she explained the concept of rasa in a very beautiful way everything uh, like uh, guilt anger and all of that uh, she did it in a much beautiful way and then everything saturated to that situation it was like a purely uh, not a pure but i would say really original indic description of emotions and how rasas really work uh, i think they are also coming up with a movie on this a short movie which they're releasing very soon for indica films or indica pictures under the indic academy so uh, i think i uh, shout a shout out to her and shout out to indica pictures people must watch it it's really interesting so uh, it is obviously assumed that uh, 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 when it comes to shringar when it comes to democratization of the same it's assumed that it should be very specific or it should be correct but uh, uh, is it the case because in art it could be a case that people have to sometimes reduce certain things to certain element and then go on, or they have to degenerate it as far as i remember my private discussions with uh, mac hindu so um, i think uh, first priyank can give his thoughts and then mac hindu can add further so yeah uh, so what exactly is the question about are we talking about the creation process or what exactly are we dealing with here uh so i uh, ideally what i meant was that whenever we create something its yeah. purpose so it's more about the creation question as to 
uh, when creation happens there is always a particular understanding what why it is why is it being done and what what inspired at the end of the day but uh, uh, obviously it is assumed that oh no it should be very ad hoc so there should be some ad hocism here or not in generally in art it, it, it should not be but why it should not be even in the indic context because uh, in the indic context what happens is uh, many a times uh, it's still taking time maybe the generation is growing but uh, very few people really get to the nuance and niche of understanding uh, why such uh, why such creativity is needed at the first place and this is something which they are not able to realize a lot so the question is on that and then of course uh, i think mac hindu can add per se and then i'll go to the last part of the discussion okay so as i understand it we are talking about the creation and the analysis part so i think uh, obviously the analysis part of it or even the part where we come up with words for things that always comes after the thing has already been thought of so there is a creative moment there is a creative process and then there is this whole stage where we can talk about it where we can discuss it the creative moment itself i don't think it can be called indic or even indian or western or whatever every creative moment i think has its own reality it cannot be described in any uh, any descriptive way like that uh, it is only when we come to the analytical element of it what it is trying to do or what it is trying to say when it is at that level where we come to the description and it is at the level of description that we can think of it as helpful or as dangerous as something that is propaganda or whatever uh so that there is a definitely a bit of ad hocism or i would say almost a kind of divine inspiration in any creative work this is this has always been said in our tradition that all work of creation is divine that everybody who creates is kind of a son spiritual son of brahma ji or vishwakarma ji things like that so uh definitely i think creativity is a very divine skill it cannot be it cannot simply be taught or anything it is always it can only be trained only the creative process can be trained that creative moment cannot be gifted to anybody that is definitely uh not a deterministic process so that is how i think of it but i would definitely say that the most powerful thing about this whole area of cultural experience all of it the most powerful thing is that when a person is enjoying uh he is not really thinking because when we are enjoying a thing that that judgmental uh, uh that tendency is uh, suspended for a bit of time so i think that is what gives it its both kinds of power the positive power and the negative power positive power in the sense that if that content itself is uh, enlightening or uplifting then all of it can be matlab samaj samaj sakta hai aapke andar and if it is something negative then you are receiving at that point of time uh, you are receiving receiving it at a very higher level so you won't stop to, to think of it in a judgmental sense that it is something that has to be rejected that is the propaganda power of creative work in that sense i think creativity is the most powerful skill probably known to man So I think Mackindu can add. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed, uh, creativity. I was is uh, deterministic in a way that only a few people can really break through and create something groundbreaking, something which is immortal. 
uh, Vitruvius describes in uh, his De Architectura that a work which gives employment to many, many people after the creator of that work is dead, that work is considered the best. So you can see uh, then that uh, the creators of Ramayana and Mahabharata, they are uh, considered to be uh, really the best then in this uh, sense, if you uh, take it. And uh, in the Western world, those who have created uh, the works of uh, uh, myths, of the Greek myths, Homer, uh, Hesiod, Virgil, uh, these are considered the greats out there. And uh, so are uh, people like uh, Confucius and uh, the like in the East. So in this way, creativity is, uh, of course, something very, very powerful here. here. And uh, why it's uh, deterministic is because, uh, as we have seen it, only a few artists end up making anything good. We know of many uh, men who haven't really made it that big. For every one winner, there are 10 others who are not as well known. But anyway, that's uh, not really the point here. The thing is that anyway, a work uh, is different from its uh, recognition. A work may be good, but not recognized, and a work recognized, but it may not be as good. We have seen samples of it. Popularly known films may fail in front of other works, which are much more intric intricately crafted. As for analysis of uh, things goes, it is said uh, in the beginning of Dashrupak, uh, the author says it with sarcasm that I salute that one who says that the only objective of art is knowledge, for he has uh, turned his face away from what is delightful. And because of this, uh, the thing is anyway, uh, that art is first and foremost entertainment, uh, as I will agree with the uh, Priyank, sir, uh, Priyank sir here, because uh, art has to entertain first, because the thinking can occur later, because things are going on when you're watching a play. You cannot really stop to judge because you have to pay attention to things. And then when something is powerful, it registers in your mind and you remember it after you have come out of the theater. And uh, then you can think of it. But first, entertainment. As I had said, it's so uh, Russ is uh, very important because Russ uh, makes it stay there. Yeah, without, of course, uh, giving away, uh, without uh, trying to override the plot itself. And at the same time, not uh, letting the Russ be subsumed by the plot in this way. And for the Shringar Russ, I would say that, yes, it's the most complete Russ. Uh, if you take it with its Anubhav Vibhav, Vyabhichari Satvik and Sthai Bhav. Because only four states in it are not present. And because... Uh, and also it is of many kinds. It is uh, so beautiful uh, because you have uh, uh, two kinds of this thing. One is when you are in union with your lover and then one when you are not united. And when you are not united, it gives rise to so many things. And because of this, because you have to somehow unite with your lover, without with your beloved, you have to do things. So it gives rise to so much of action in there. It's... Uh, that is why if uh, you make some works with Shringar, they are very, very engaging in this manner because you have something to do so. And other than that, you can have, uh, uh, there's the Veeras uh, there. So in these two Ras uh, give rise to a lot of action. They are the most engaging things. That is why it is said in Natak, which is uh, the best form of Rupaks, the 10 Rupaks in uh, Natya Vidya. Yeah, in Natak, you are having Shringar or Veeras as the primes of things. 
so this is the thing this way it becomes an engaging activity here and that will be all for now great so uh, i would like to uh, show something interesting uh, so indic film utsav by indica pictures uh, i would say and even indic academy has already begun uh, this is a very iconic trailer i think this is an old trailer somebody made it in 2019 or 2020 already but the aesthetics i would say the animation of it is just mind boggling to me so i ha- have to show this and yes i will do it. it's just a one minute video so i think viewers please do visit i actually went to the website of indic film utsav and there are some really good films in it especially one of them in the opening when i don't remember i think it was by the name of punya koti or something it was a sanskrit movie really good and there were some other movies in hindi and other languages as well so i really liked some of them got time to watch it bin bits but i think a uh, fair choice i mean it's emerging so kind of kudos so um this is the video and i'm playing it for the matter of convenience so um uh this was the video uh, you might not wish to agree with things but the aesthetics is just awesome so priyank can uh, uh, give his views on the aesthetics and makindu as well so yeah yeah so i don't have i don't really have a very much elaborate view uh, it was a really nice combination of images i was pretty interested i think i would really love to watch the films that uh, there are in this festival Great, Makindu. What do you think? <laughs> I like the trailer a lot. It uh, gave uh, all the vibes that are uh, quintessentially Indian. The texts uh, in there, in the, all the frames, then the temples, then artworks of battles. They all gave us the vibes. Now, uh, if uh, I may uh, digress a s- small bit, that uh, Nino the Long Cloak quote. Uh, much more genius is needed to make love than to command armies it uh, rings very well here because the thing is that right now in our discourse at least on twitter we are just trying to just uh, command armies but failing miserably at it nobody is really going to do much with such a disorganized one but more, much more genius is anyway needed to make love because uh, in armies there's brute force but in love and in art you cannot use brute force really you cannot it uh, is not something that will ever engage the viewer you have to uh, use a lot of uh, insinuation a lot of uh, uh, innuendo and things like that you have to use figures of speech so much of uh, intricate uh, behaviors to engage your audience 
you can also see this uh, in uh, court intrigues you you are never going to be brute forced in your court intrigue you have to be very very subtle if you have to backstab someone you have to do it with a smile on your face you cannot do it <laughs> you know with an enraged face show your hostility openly you have to be very very much fraudulent and things so art in this way is kind of a fraud that you are committing with people it's of course not the unethical fraud it is fraud in the sense that you're not directly saying stuff uh, things to them in this way you're just uh, drawing them in uh, giving them something a bait you're putting in front of them it's just like hunting people so yeah in this way uh, these things that we do they are good once we start to engage with people in this way that we lay out things for them to catch up latch upon and then we draw them into our sphere and then we grow it and in this way we can uh, of course it applies to all budding artists too they can also use this thing draw them in and uh, grow your sphere of influence do it good do it well that uh, will be all that's spoken of trailer and that quote too and that's it great so i certainly had a joyful discussion a very intriguing discussion with both of you and to end this um uh, we will be coming up with another kavyajali uh, which is uh, a part of indus think um a special series as a part of indus think which uh, in which uh, we feature certain artistic works uh, for a few for, for some time i've been featuring my own poems but of course if there are people who wish to feature any uh, any musical artistic or literary work um mostly musical literary um maybe in voice uh we can do so but uh, i will feature one poem uh, which i have written so uh, i've been much interested by the sandarya bodh how 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 beauty or the delicacy of descriptions can come up so i would like to recite a poem in hindi it's it's very very sanskrit nished very very tatsam in some sense uh, i've tried to add some uh, manak hindi elements also as people say but uh, okay so let me do it it's tit bit long but i'll try to be uh, <laughs> reasonable so to conclude this i i um uh, hope that you, both of you would like it and of course you know viewers can tell me what do they think of the poem so the title is vah shant kuntha now very basic topic so let's begin um मैंने देखा हा किंतु वह भी कुछ नव विशाल आकृष्ट तत्व नहीं था संभव ही एक विकृति की विभूति से विनिर्मित एक पाषाण था पर यह भी विचित्र है यदि मन मत सत्य है कि इस त्वरित सृष्टि की सकल मार्गीय धारा की अविलंबित दौड़ में पाषाण ही क्यों यह निकृष्ट सा पड़ा है और यह वर्णन भी इसके लिए क्यों अभिव्यक्ति तो सदैव ही तीव्रता का दुर्लभ किंतु अपूर्व प्रतिबिंब रही है तो इस वृथा मात्र को क्यों हम अभिव्यक्त करें यदि दृष्टि को यू निवृत्त करें तो वह भी त्वरित होती है वह ऐच्छिक बल के असीम ईंधन से वह भी प्रगत होती है किसी किसी शून्य आगमन को असीम पथोदगम 
okay. So uh, maybe I missed out due to some reasons, but uh, uh, okay. Uh, maybe some deviation happened. Um, okay. Asim Indhan se, wahabi pragat hoti hai. Kisi shunyagaman ko. Asim pathodgam ka. Purak hoti hai dekhti hai. Chakit hoti hai. Wa kisi vichran me kabhi us nirasha ki vistit chavi dekhti hai. Wa wah us sthir smriti se stabd ho jati hai. तो था क्या ये था भी क्या ये एक पूर्वानुमित पूर्वानुमानित नियोजन किंतु इस प्रगति को अनंत करने हेतु एक लालसा है इस अनभिज्ञ जन मन की जिसका अंत है अदृश्य किंतु है कहीं सो विद दिस आई एंड दिस बिकॉज़ इट्स अ बिट लॉन्ग एंड आई डोंट विश टू टेक इट मच फर्दर बोथ ऑफ यू कैन लेट मी नो व्हाट यू थिंक इन प्राइवेट आफ्टरवर्ड्स uh actually some diversion happened from my side maybe uh, so i was like i got blinked but yeah so uh with this we end this awesome episode of indus things uh, episode 18 season 1 yes i would like to add something go ahead yeah so it was a great poem but i have to add something different so uh, for anyone watching this who might be interested in uh, knowing more about indian aesthetic theory Uh, through a person who has dedicated uh, his whole life almost his whole life to it so they can check out uh, bharat gupt ji's uh, youtube channel mm. he has a lot of wonderful lectures dedicated to this topic and he makes it extremely simple uh, so that is what i would want i wanted to add and i think it's a, it's a really great resource uh, and and it should be used much more indeed i i 100% agree i think uh, bharat gupt ji's uh, videos are really informative especially on many things natya shastra and other things and uh, he gives a very astute ast- description of things so um i watched some of his videos so it's really that you mentioned it uh, i really shout out to people to watch videos and learn about indian aesthetic theory in that sense i mean bharat gupt ji is the best example <laughs> for now i mean there can be new people but yeah i think bharat gupt ji is a great example so um i, I think with this you uh, go ahead go ahead okay uh, to the viewers who are watching this you can take a few texts as well sahitya darpan by kaviraj vishwanath ji uh, he it is available in english and hindi for a free or for paid that's your choice it's in public domain now and uh, apart from it ras manjari of banu dad ji there's an english translation by uh, sheldon pollock but it's not really up to the mark when i compare it with the hindi version but yeah it's a good start if you cannot understand very very uh, technical uh, high level c1 level hindi uh, but even so uh, read it in both languages to uh, get uh, to the meaning in between the lines because uh, it may get uh, a little hard for certain people but yes these two texts are very very good to understand ras and otherwise an overall understanding of the artistic tradition uh, because these uh, are as such descended from natya shastra uh, so to say here that will be all great uh, thank you so much priyank and makhindu for your recommendations i think those who will being watch this video will really learn a lot and i think uh, we hope to have more of such discourses so to end this um, 
uh, we will be coming up with interesting episodes as well as global hint and ai now episodes uh, but uh, our team is going for a bit of a break for a month and so uh, we will be back maybe by new year or something let's say the new year which is celebrated all across the world uh, and uh, we'll be back by christmas or new year again and we'll resume our operations for igp and we'll come up with more interesting episodes uh, i'll not tell you who i'm going to invite so that's a surprise keep it i'll keep it so um, thank you so much for watching this throughout it's one hour 10 minutes maybe not too long and uh, uh, maybe i think we should have more discussions like these on specific aspects to uh, declutter them and maybe i think a, a lot mature uh, uh, mature understanding can come out maybe we can feature some artistic works if people wish to come up come up with in months or some so and i think this that should also happen so uh, with this in the episode thank you viewers and uh, uh, please do not forget to, to watch our uh, past content all the episodes that we had uh, you might like them and do like this video share this video subscribe to our channel uh, thank you so much for supporting us we reached 1000 subscribers i'm really thankful uh, to all the viewers of indistinct and other episodes and other shows of internationalism global podcasts so with this we end and uh, see you again in a month or so and we'll come up with a bang so don't worry about that thank you